Welcome to the after-message edition of our Westridge podcast. Each week, our goal is to have an open and honest conversation around the scripture and principles shared in the teaching here on Sunday mornings at Westridge Church. So glad you're listening into our conversation today. And now, here is your host for today's podcast. Well, what's up, church? So glad you're joining us in our conversation today on the after-message edition of the Westridge podcast. My name is Chase Gentis, and I'm the Mary Groups pastor here at Westridge Church. And before we jump into our conversation, I'd just love to invite you to subscribe to the podcast and consider sharing it with a friend. We always want to reach new listeners and help to lead people to become fully devoted followers through this content. So uh, today I have my good friend Spencer Purdy joining me. He's one of our worship leaders here at Westridge and does a phenomenal job leading our church into the presence of the Lord. So Spencer, how are you doing this morning, man? Man, I'm doing great. Good. How are you, man? Well, uh, if you can't already tell just by listening, I've got a cold, I'm trying to kick a cold, uh, but I feel way better today. Yesterday I felt like death warmed over, but oh, today I feel so much better. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. So if you hear me cough, if you hear me clear my throat, I apologize. I'm trying to do it off of the microphone. But it seems like, dude, every time I host this thing, your name's at the top of my list because like, I was looking back over, like we have a document we can look over and see who was on it. And the last time you were on it, I was the host, but that was two times ago. And yeah. I was like, man, I'm going to hit up Spencer. So thank you for always being willing to jump on, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. I appreciate you having me. I'm excited. <clears throat> we always bring good wisdom to the table. So I appreciate that. Uh, so yesterday, Pastor Brian continued the series that we kicked off on Easter Sunday called It's Personal. And this series is really about what the resurrection of Jesus means for us today. And in yesterday's message, he took us to John chapter four and taught on the Samaritan woman at the well. And John writes that Jesus was sitting by Jacob's well and that a Samaritan woman was coming to fetch water in the middle of the day. And Jesus asks her to give him a drink from the well. And she kind of argues with him a little bit Mm -hmm. uh, because Jesus being a Jew was kind of crossing some some cultural lines there. And not only as a Samaritan, but as a woman, as someone who we learn later in the story was stuck in a pattern of sin. So a rabbi talking to her was... uh, not something that was normal. Uh, so throughout the message, Pastor Brian just continued to help us understand that we're given a new identity in Christ yeah. when we begin following Jesus. So to kick off our conversation, we'd love to just just kind of get the ball rolling with, why do you think, Spencer, it's so difficult for followers of Jesus to truly live out their new identity in Christ? Mm, I, think there's, I think there's several different ways to look at that. But I mean, I think... That, you know, the gospel is the good news. And it's like, it is so good news. It's almost too good to be true. It's the almost too good to be true news. And I think sometimes it's hard for us to believe that we can truly be forgiven of all our sins, mm. that we can be uh, become the righteousness of God. I mean, Second uh, Corinthians 5, uh, 21 says, for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Yeah. So not only are we righteous, which just means to have right standing before God, um, but we've received Jesus' righteousness. Mm-hmm. The same righteousness that Jesus has before the Father, we do as well. That blows my mind. Yeah. Um, I mean, it seems too good to be true. And I think that that is probably, you know, something that is just because these things are spiritually discerned. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And um, that I think that's just really tough for us to to wrap our heads around sometimes. Yeah. But I think too, man, a lot of it is, you know, when you became a new creation, you know, old things passed away, all all things became new. Your spirit got recreated hmm. and in into the likeness of Jesus. But my body didn't change, right. you know, my mind didn't change other than I did repent right. and believe. And we have to renew our minds. Hmm. The only way you're going to do that is by the word of God. Right. We've got to know the word of God. Amen. It because you know, you have all these things in you now. He's put all these things in you. We've we've we have his divine nature. We've uh, we have all things that pertain to life and godliness all inside of us, blessed with every spiritual blessing mm-hmm. in, in our spirit. But it's got to come out. And the only way we can know these things that are freely given to us is by the Word of God. Yeah. And so I think about like Romans 12, 2, which says, Do not be conformed to the this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That... Uh, you may prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. And I'm telling yeah. you, God's will is that you walk in your identity right. in Christ. It's that you walk in everything that Jesus died to give you, mm. but you've got you can't be conformed to this world the way the world thinks. Right. You've got to be transformed by the renewing your mind. It's only going to be done by the word of God. Yeah. So but then I also see like I think one of the reasons we don't maybe it's hard for us to step into that is because the enemy doesn't want you to know what you have in Christ. He doesn't want you to know that you're a child of God, that you have the same power that raised Jesus from the dead living inside of Mm -hmm. you, that you have dead raising power. He doesn't want you to know that you have authority through his name. You know, the scripture says, Jesus said, um, I give you authority to trample upon snakes and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and it will by no means hurt you. Listen, if he, if you know who you are in Christ, then through Christ you can beat him. Hmm. You're more than a conqueror. Uh, praise be unto uh, to God who always leads us into triumph in Christ Jesus. You're, and so you're more than a conqueror. And so if you know uh, who you are in Christ, you can beat him every time through Jesus. Wow. So we're six and a half minutes in. I think we're done. I mean, that's. Uh... I'm good. <laughs> <clears throat> That's so good, man. I mean, that's it's that's something that I'll, I was going to talk about a little later about how it's it's that I don't know if it was Paul David Tripp or who who said it. There's probably plenty of people that have said this statement, but the already and not yet, like mm. that's kind of we're caught between that. That yeah. we already have that identity in Christ, but yeah. we're still stuck in the the brokenness of our world and the brokenness even of our our sin nature that is is has been given. We've been given a new nature, but we're still stuck in some of those patterns. That we have to we have to walk in the truth of God's word of what right. what Jesus gives us and um, so good. I think what is difficult though is even like even thinking back. I mean, you and I have a lot of history, so it's that's one of the reasons I always like you being on the podcast because I can think back to Spencer of twenty, you know, two thousand two. Yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> but, I'm but, just kidding. <laughs> but but in all honesty, dude, like thinking back to you know our teenage days and like where we're we're learning about the Lord and we're trying to yep. figure out the best we know how yep. to follow Jesus. Yep. And some of those rabbit trails we go down and, and figuring out, you know, well, that's, that's not how I should be living or yep. you know, that's a wrong choice that I made. Yep. <clears throat> I just Absolutely. think through like how far we, both of us have just come over the last 20 years yep. 
And it can be so easy for someone that is either new to faith or that just has not been walking in the the fullness of Jesus to feel like super defeated mm-hmm. that it's not up and to the right every day. Yeah. It's, it's going to be those valleys and there's going to be those those pitfalls and you're kind of sinking back into some yep. some patterns of sin yep. and not really living in freedom right? and understanding God's grace and understanding yep. like, like you said, that you have the righteousness of Jesus and you can walk in that freedom and have that, the fullness of God living in you. And um, I just think that that is so easy for us to just get caught up in the, well, I'm, you know, just a, just a sinner saved by grace and stuck in that, in that little um, small thinking, I feel like that that keeps us stuck. That was, that was honestly one of the greatest revelations that I got was like, I used to say that all the time. I'm Mm -hmm. just a sinner saved by grace. I'm just a sinner saved by grace. And it's like, well, no, I was a sinner Mm. saved by grace and now I'm a saint Mm. saved by grace. There's a difference. Yeah. There's a difference. And it's only because of Jesus. Yeah. So how have you, like, you know, we talked about the Samaritan woman at the well and Jesus really engaging her right where she was um, in the midst of her brokenness. How have you personally experienced Jesus engaging you in your in your brokenness? Oh, my gosh. That's, I mean, that's why I'm like, hey, let's not talk about my past. But <laughs> because, man, I'm messed up. Yeah, I'm yeah. messed up. God is so kind. Um, he's more kind than we think he is. Mm-hmm. And he's more gracious than we think he is, and where sin abounds, yet grace abounds much more. Um, and he's shown up for me every time. Mm. And the Bible says that that God is actually near to the brokenhearted. And I think sometimes we think that God can be distant and removed from, you know, the affairs of men or whatever, but that's not the truth. The mm. truth is, like, he is actually near to the brokenhearted. And I've had sin patterns in my life. I've had ugly things uh, that um, that uh, were, were not uh, things that a saint should do. Yeah. Um, and God, is, God has brought me through that, and, and He has shown me um, that sin shall no longer have dominion over you mm. because you're not under law, but you're under grace. Yeah. And honestly, it... It was the revelation of grace hmm. that 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 broke so many uh, sin patterns in my life. Uh, grace is actually not a license to sin; it's actually the power to overcome it. Hmm. Um, Explain that. So, the scripture says, I believe it's in uh, the book of Titus. It says, "The grace of God um, that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us." to say no to ungodly and worldly passions in this present age. Mm. And so it's actually grace, you getting what you don't deserve, yeah. <laughs> uh, which that's what grace is. Grace is God's unearned, undeserved favor. Yeah. And uh, it's also the power of God. And so it's getting what you don't deserve when you when you should deserve punishment and right. you should deserve and so i think sometimes when you when you think that you're a dirty worm when you think that you when you live in shame when that's your identity hmm. you stay in that corner hmm. instead of realizing no you know what i messed up I, i'm going to confess this but i'm also going to confess 
that I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm going to humble myself. Humility is to say the same thing that God says about you. I'm going to humble myself and believe that Christ has forgiven me of all my sins, that His blood is more than enough, that uh, He's... I'm not going to be in dominion over this sin any longer, uh, that, or this sin is not going to be dominion over me, yeah. uh, but His grace is enough. And this was, I just remember first learning this, and dude, I would, uh, I would just be in tears, mm. just like, God, how are you this kind? Yeah. How are you this kind? I deserve to be punished. I deserve... I don't deserve for you to use me. I don't deserve to 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 be blessed the way I am. And uh, but that's the whole point. Yeah, <laughs> that's God's grace. But then there's that and, there's that dichotomy though of I don't deserve it, but now it's that as He gives you Jesus's righteousness, now you do deserve it. So there's that yeah, there's that sure, flip there. Sure, and that's that's all about just being in the family of God yeah. and being His child. Yeah. And a good father blesses his kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, that I mean, that's, there's so much to our new identity in Christ. It's yeah. just it's just amazing. I don't I don't know that we'll ever come to the end of it. Right. Um, it, nor should we. I mean, that's the we talk about around here on staff. Like you, you don't graduate from the gospel. Like you. You continue. It's just an ever. It's a never-ending well, and Absolutely. it's just something that you just continue to not, not to bring us back to the woman at the well. But um, I mean, that's what Jesus talks about. It's mm-hmm. a well springing up that never ends to eternal right. life. And <clears throat> so, and He showed her grace, right? <laughs> and He showed her grace, and yeah, it's just amazing. Um, so yesterday, we, we were, you and I were texting back and forth yesterday about uh, Pastor Brian having a green thumb. Uh, that, <laughs> yep. He talked about how he worked in a flower shop when he was a young boy, and he brought out this little fig tree toward the end of his message yesterday and used it as an illustration, and I thought it connected so well to, to his message. And he had noticed that this this little fig tree was looking pretty poor. It was on mm. his back porch, and it, it either needed special attention or it needed to go in the burn pile. Yeah, And he talked about how he was he began spending a lot of time with this plant and doctoring up the soil, pruning off the dead leaves. And then he was showing us how this little, what looked like a dead plant was experiencing new growth. Yeah. And he kind of used that illustration uh, of what Jesus does in our lives as we continually hang out with him. And in the same uh, gospel account of John in chapter 15, uh, this is what what's what Jesus says. He says, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every mm. branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. Every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Um, that's that's just where my mind went immediately yep. is the John 15 of, of, of God's going to prune those things. Um, like even Pastor Brian kind of pointing out, like there's still some dead leaves on this thing. As I, as I take those off, it's going to experience new life and new health. Um, to this to this plant, and it just kind of gave me that little, I guess not not a glimpse of hope, if you will, but like helped me to remember. Again, it's the already, but not yet. Yep. The the fact that God's not done with you, and He's going to continue to prune you when He needs to prune you, and that's what's going to cause there to be growth mm. um, in your life. And I think that for us to assume that, well, I've, you know, I prayed a prayer or I walked the aisle or raised my hand, filled out a card and I'm a follower of Jesus. And now everything's going to go well for me. Um, you have a new identity, but you still live in a fallen, broken world. Mm. And like you even alluded to earlier that, 
your body does not change. Your body still breaks down mm. and you still have to rely on God to get you through daily right. on a daily basis. And it is the renewing of your mind. It is the washing of the word of God yep. every single day, being in God's word to be able to know what it says, to hope that you can find there. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. But what would you say? Like, how did that illustration resonate with you? Yeah, I think, you know, to come, to come back to what I said earlier, like when you got, when you got born again, you became a new creation in your spirit. Mm. And we are being conformed into the image of Christ. But that is a process, Chase. And just like, you know, you, uh, you alluded to earlier, it is a process and it's not something that happens overnight. It is a day by day, um, you know, laying our lives down, putting on Christ, putting off the old man. But I think it does give us hope because it also reminds us that God is patient mm. with us and um, he is he is slowly but surely um, as we yield to him, as we yield to his word and, and the prompting of, of his Holy Spirit, uh, he is pulling away and taking away the things that don't look like Christ. And he is making all things new, and I'm just, I'm just, I'm just brought back to his grace. God is graceful with us. He's kind with us, and it does bring me hope yeah. um, to know that he is, he is, uh, he who began a good work in me will carry it out to completion. Mm-hmm. Like I'm thankful that even when I'm faithless, he still remains faithful. I'm just thankful that God will finish what he starts. Yeah. So, so if I'm if I'm listening to this today, and or if you're you know you're listening in your car or, or wherever you are, wherever you find yourself today, and you may feel like that all sounds really good, but in my circumstance today, I just feel stuck. Mm-hmm. I just feel like you know the words you're saying are good. Yeah, getting God's word, you know, rely on you know on Jesus, and I have this new identity, but I'm still feeling just I'm feeling torn between my circumstance right now and. Really, and so that, like what you're saying is resonating, but how do I take hold of that? How do I, how can I really internalize that? And is it a process? Is it something that happens overnight? Like, what, what does that look like for someone that just feels super stuck? You have to become a living sacrifice. Hmm. Romans 12 1 says, I beseech you, I urge you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Mm. Listen, you have to become a living sacrifice. And that's not something that you just make a decision one time. I believe it's something that you have to do every day. You might have to do it hour by hour sometimes. Here's the problem with a living sacrifice, though. A living sacrifice likes to crawl off the altar. Mm. And so you have to do it every single day. Lord, I'm surrendering to you, to what your word says. and it is a day by day thing, and it is it's part of taking up our cross and yeah. following Jesus. Yeah. What do you, what role do you think being connected to community would play in that? Oh my goodness, man! I I think it plays a huge role because I think you've got brothers and sisters that are urging you on, who are yeah. spurring you on to love and good works, mm-hmm. um, who are encouraging you. I think we can learn from one another. You know, we're watching. You know a guy go through this and we're watching him as an example, uh, you know, uh, when, after, when he's following Jesus, even in the, 
the midst of his pain or yeah. grief or it's like, man, that guy inspires me, <laughs> Lord. Yeah. And so we're, we're learning from one another. Yeah, we have to do this in community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't do this by yourself. Yeah, you're, and you're and you're you're going to grow much faster if you're doing this in community. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So, for you, like obviously, you know, the Lord has grown you so much over the last decade, and is continuing to obviously to grow you day by day. Right? Yeah. What do you feel like? Jesus is wanting to teach you right now, like in your life, like what, mm. as you read the scriptures, as you're spending time with him on a daily basis, what is he showing you or teaching you right now? I always come back to our identity in Christ. Mm. I, I really do. Um, but, um, and that's why I, I spend a lot of my time reading like Paul's letters mm-hmm. because they, they reveal who you are in Christ. Um, but I think in this season, I am uh, being challenged with my words. Uh, life and death are in the power of your tongue, and so we can we can we can speak life, we can speak death, we can bring we can encourage people, we can tear people down, yeah. you know. But the Word of God says, "If any man speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God," which just means the sayings of God. So I'm just being reminded, like, hey, Spencer, every word that you say, let it be what God would say. Yeah. So I better be filling my mouth with His Word, hmm. um, and and I want to I want to use it to build people up. And I think too, you know, sometimes man, we can bring, uh, we can bring about hardships in our lives by the words that we say. And mm-hmm. so I'm just try, I'm God is teaching me that I need to be careful uh, about what I say. Uh, matter of fact, I need to be quick to listen and mm. slow to speak yeah. and slow to wrath because the wrath of God does not produce the righteousness of of God. So I need to be I need to be careful to listen and slow to speak. Yeah. And so God has just really been. Uh, it seems like I'm in, I'm in a season where God is just reminding me that my words are powerful mm. and um, either for good or for bad. And so I want to. I want to use my my words to glorify God. So. Yeah, that's good. I mean, that's that's a challenge, man. Because I mean, even in Matthew twelve, Jesus is talking, and he's talking about how out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Absolutely. And if what's what are you putting into? I mean, it all comes back to even what we talked about at the very top of the podcast about being in God's Word, renewing your mind. Yep. And it's daily. It's yep. not something you can say. Well, I'm going to come to to the gathering on Sunday and I'm going to check that box, getting my bucket filled. And then it depletes every single day until the next Sunday. Right. I think, I mean, that's kind of even, I mean, I remember growing up kind of feeling that a little bit of feeling like, well, you got to get that, you know, recharge on Sunday Mm -hmm. to be able to tackle the day on Monday. Right. And then the midweek, you know, Wednesday night, you know, recharge. And then, you know, it's just one of those things where you've got everything you need in Christ every single day. Amen. So yes, being part of the gathering on Sunday is important, yep. and that's something that we need. Like you talked about, you can't do it alone. We can't right. do this. We can't run this race by ourselves. Right. Uh, it's a marathon, so mm-hmm. we need brothers and sisters next to us, helping us and um, spurring us on, like you said. But also knowing that I've got to be in His Word to know what it says, right. and I can't just assume or uh, just assume even what I'm hearing on a Sunday, even though I believe. Pastor Brian does an incredible job um, 
dissecting the word and, and, and bringing us messages and good content, but to know that like you've got the Bible in your hands every single day if you want it. Right. But you got to do it. Like yeah. you've got to actually pick it up and open it and read it and yeah. pray through it. And um, that's good, man. I appreciate appreciate your wisdom and uh, just and start small too. Like yeah. you know, don't don't feel like okay, I got to read you know three chapters a day. Listen, start with one verse. Yeah. Open up your get the Bible app on your phone, read the verse of the day, meditate on it. Sometimes you'll get more out of that. Yeah. You know, really just chewing on that one verse and you will trying to re- you know, trying to read, you know, yeah. three chapters a day. So think, start small. What's so interesting about our culture is we go from I mean it's that it's the it could be the microwave mentality, I don't know, but we assume that like we have to go even I think about even what you talked about years ago when you started doing your workout routine, like you just little steps at a time, like right. little chunks of time that build on each other, yeah. little 1% changes yeah. that eventually become larger changes. Right. And right. that's the same as you study God's word. If you just say, well, I'm going to start, I'm going to read the whole Bible in the next six months. Yeah. Like you're going to fail. Yeah, you're yeah, going to hit probably. a wall yeah. and you're going to get to Leviticus yeah. and you're going to be like, I don't understand this yeah. and I'm done. Yeah. Instead of just saying, I'm going to do, you know, like you said, start small, Take a verse, meditate, pray, ask the Holy Spirit to illuminate the text in your life yep. and and see what God will do. You know, Pastor Brian talked about the three week challenge. You could even take the, you know, seven day challenge yeah. of you know, get in God's word and, right. and open his word and pray it and ask the Lord what he wants to teach you today through that that verse. Um, that could be something that could help you to take that next step. So yeah. <clears throat> that's good, man. Thank you so much, Spencer, for Jumping in, dude. It's always an encouraging conversation. I love how you always point us back to God's Word and uh, appreciate your leadership on our, not only on stage on Sundays, but even in our staff. So appreciate you, brother. Thanks for Um, having me, man. Yeah. So thank you for joining us today on the After Message edition of the West Church Podcast. We would love for you to share this with somebody if you feel like you can. And we hope that you have an awesome week. We look forward to seeing you soon. You've been listening to the After Message edition of the Westridge Podcast. Join us next week for another engaging conversation.